And one of the things that I've run into quite often, you know, there are times, especially when I'm sorting through my email, when I uh, get an email that looks very convincing, it'll say, you know, either come from Lowe's or come from Home Depot or come from a reliable source like a bank. And it'll say, you have either ordered this or you are going to receive this and uh, and or you are going to receive this prize. And what it is is it is, comes off on their letterhead. I mean, their logos and everything else. And it looks absolutely legit. And some of them are even threatening and basically say, if you don't pick up this amount or pay this amount by this particular date that you'll be um, sent uh into a collection firm and your credit will be ruined and yada 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 so what do you do i mean what are the things that we can do to fight some of this and i found a couple of things that i think really help first of all probably the most important is if it's too good to be true it's too good to be true it's if there's a, a giveaway a certain amount something that comes down you can't recall it if you're not shopping at that store, if you haven't done any business with that store, if that's not your bank, if it has nothing to do with you, then disregard it. Because what it is is someone trying to make you feel like there's an obligation at a place that you haven't even frequented. So that's one. Another one is always look for reliable credentials on the email. One of the things I found is from the sender, they'll always have a sender who send me the email. And if at the last half of the email address, if it doesn't address the company name, like Home Depot or Walmart or whatever, then it's a fraud. You know, that, that person sending it and basically uh, is just using their name on an uh, email that they've uh, generated. So a little trick. So don't follow up on those. Don't even call them. Don't even worry about them. Delete them and block them. That's what I do all the time is I block in case they want to come back again. So there's, these are just a few of the methods they do to exploit us. And it usually happens to uh, elders uh, older that are single, that are not familiar with the technology. And so let's talk about a few of these scams that I think um, we need to be fully aware of and how to avoid them. One is a romance scam. And these generally, romance, these generally take place online. And the con artist will assume a fake identity and reach out to you through a dating app or social media. Then the trickster begins to build rapport with you, sharing details about their situation, asking questions about your life. They'll pretend to share common interests with you to further build trust. And if you suggest meeting in person, the con artist will likely offer an excuse, such as being out of town. But at some point during your interactions, they will find a way to ask for financial aid. They might say they're experiencing a health emergency or some kind or some type of other crisis. I've seen things similar to this where someone will call claiming to be a grandchild or a relative that is in dire straits and that can't uh, seem to pull their self away from uh, the debt that they'd incurred. And so what they'll do is play upon and pull your heartstrings so that uh, you'll free up the pocketbook. Well, anything in this situation, be very, very careful, especially if someone starts to ask detailed information and, it's, and it hinges on any kind of financial information that you want. 
if they get down to that point, probably the best thing to do is cut it off and, uh, and let them know that um, if you want to further anything else, uh, maybe there's, maybe you can meet personally or whatever you want to do, but don't let them uh, corner you into giving information that is personal. The next one is uh, tech support fraud. These are people who will um, call you up and say, we found a virus on your computer and or your computer seems to not be working well or your Windows seems to not have the correct update or the list goes on and on and on. And really what that is is just uh, someone telling you that your computer is broken when it is not broken and that they'll go in and fix it. And so what they'll do is they'll ask confidential and personal information like usernames and passwords and where they can go right into your computer and there find out everything that they want to about credit card numbers, about who you are, what you are, where do you watch, what do you do. It's just like opening the door to any personal information. So stay away from that. If a tech person comes in and says that your computer is working wrong or it's not right and I'll fix it and everything else, stay away from them. Too good to be true. Probably the best thing to do is if you have a friend or relative or some trusted source that could take a look at your computer that you know that are reliable, that have been in the business, take it to them, have them go in it. But a third party out there where you haven't got a clue who they are or what they're doing and uh, why they want to come into your computer, don't touch it. The next one are the grandparent scams. And I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but swindlers will take a personal approach as I mentioned, opposes your grandchildren, other family members. And then they'll ask for financial assistance. They'll tell you that uh, they're a real hardship case, that uh, they've uh, come down with a terminal illness or they've been in an automobile accident or they'll come up with a thousand reasons to get money from you. Stay away from that. Be very careful. If someone's in true need, you'll probably hear through it from maybe another family member or another source that's more reliable. But for them to call you directly, even though it sounds maybe like your relative or grandchild, be very, very careful. Be leery of that because these people are nothing but scamsters and will do everything they can to, to get in your pocketbook. The next one is government impersonation schemes. And some fraudsters pretend to represent government agencies, such as Medicare, the IRS, and the Social Security Administration. And these guys are good because they know they're going to be able to play on um, a real defined uh, asset, I guess it's an asset, or income source that we have. And certainly when someone calls for Medicare, we're going to listen because who knows, maybe there's something wrong and I'm not going to receive my next monthly check. Or the IRS, where they are preparing to you know, take us through an audit or there are things that they need to be aware of. Or the Social Security Administration, where you know there might be some issues there. And so all of these three probably are worth looking at and demand our attention but be careful because they'll they'll these con artists might use the threat the threats of fines or jail time to compel you to make immediate action and generally again look at the email address look who it's from generally speaking the government or who's calling you has all the personal information that they need on file in your credit card files or in your uh, Medicare files and your Social Security files that there's no need to ask you for personal information and if they do steer away from it and if it's something that's very important they'll approach you another time but 
boy, do not jump into that one. The other one is fake prize scams. And scammers may contact you and claim that you've won a prize in a contest or lottery. They'll say you need to provide personal information or send money to cover the cost of shipping. And sometimes they'll even send you a fake check and request that you send funds back to them. And I've had that happen here with me personally, where they uh, have given me a um, false purchase order for um, $10,000 worth of solar panels. And I find that with that purchase order that I need to make a deposit or a down payment and send it to this address and someone will come by and pick it up. It's just a planned scam, and they take advantage of people left and right. But these fake prize scams, um, be careful, especially when they uh, talk about covering the cost of shipping or handling or anything in that nature. Again, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true, and just stay away from them. The next one would be home repair fraud. These swindlers come to your home or call to offer repair services such as new window installation, solar panels, bathroom renovation, fixing something that's broken, an electrician that comes because your light's not working, the list goes on and on. In a lot of cases, they'll ask for upfront payment. You know, you need to give me a deposit, you know, so much before I come in and do any of the kind of work or try to lure you into signing a loan that's part of the scheme or some kind of a some kind of a contract that basically says, you know, there's no liability on their end if something breaks or goes wrong. And uh, once they've secured payment, they'll leave without actually doing any work or do very little work or work that has absolutely nothing to do with the problem at hand. And by signing some document or giving them the money, you really have little recourse. It's an interesting thing I found that once a person has the money, um, to try to get it back away from them is virtually impossible. And the reason for that is there's just so many ways around, you know, holding that and running from it and getting away from it. And in order to get the money back from somebody that has it, generally speaking, you have to go, you know, maybe take a legal aspect of it. And uh, to hire an attorney is probably going to cost you much more than it would just to the money that you gave that person. And they know that. And so the best thing to do is be very careful of who you hire to bring in to your home repair. Check references, make sure they have a reliable um, company that's been around, and uh, that uh, they're going to do the job that you asked. The next one is investment scams, and some fraudsters help to make money through real estate investments, seminars, coaching programs. Their pitch is that you can make a fortune by using their proven and risk-free strategies. Stand away when they use those words. Proven, risk-free, guaranteed, um, lifetime, uh, warranty. It's all very scary. And they'll even use fake testimonials and reviews to earn your trust. And, uh, of course, their phony offers will require you to make some kind of an investment. Put 10% down. We will assure you that in the year's time that you'll have doubled your money. Here's Joe Blow that basically attests to the fact that his money had been doubled, you know, and, and the list goes on. My wife, um, recently, she has neuropathy. And um, we <coughs> heard an advertisement. By the way, she'll do anything she can to get rid of this neuropathy. We heard an advertisement a while ago that basically says, we'll cure your neuropathy. We'll uh, 95% cure rate. 
We have this special thing that we do with stem cell technology. Stem cell technology. We use, uh, you know, uh, other types of technology, special machines, and so forth. But it works. So she signed up, and we signed up to the tune of thirteen thousand three hundred dollars, twelve thousand three hundred dollars. And later to find out that the courses that she went to, the processes that she took, and all the things that were done to her was a fraud. It turned out to be totally misleading. Um, the whole thing was uh, the 95% cure rate was just made up. In fact, a similar company, similar to this one, was shut down. And when this company that we went to found out that the other company was shut down, they shut down the process that did the neuropathy healing. So in turn, they knew that uh, they were defrauding people. So be careful, will you? That's uh, $12,300 we're probably never going to see again. It would have been a nice trip or, you know, some food on the table for quite a while, some gas or whatever, but that's a lot of money. Finally, the one that uh, is one that occurs all the time is caregiver financial elder fraud. And uh, not all your swindlers are strangers. Sometimes trusted family members or caregivers find ways to financially exploit older individuals. And sometimes, and be careful, and I'm not to downplay CNAs or others, but when my mother-in-law was in a care center, uh, the CNAs used to come in and take her um, opioids. And uh, she uh, was wondering where all her tablets would go. She'd have 40, 50 tablets in a... Um, container and when we come back she ended up with five or ten and uh, you know she was also missing some cash at times and you know other things like that although these people generally and I'm gonna say are honorable and you know good people there are some that are not honorable and then find out that if an elder has money stashed away under the mattress or in a closet or somewhere else and they find that money they'll take it and as well as drugs which is drugs to them is equivalent to money so be careful, to, uh, especially if they come to you and ask for money or for help or give you a sad story about the hardship that they're in or to help to pay for their schooling or whatever. No, stay away from that. So these are just a few um, of the things that you need to be aware of. And next time we get on here, we're going to talk about identifying common signs of scams. Um, and what are things that you should you should look out for and uh, things like you didn't win a contest or you're told that there's a problem with your account when there isn't and you pr feel pressured to take action immediately so we're gonna go through that and uh, hopefully you're gonna be able to get a few things out of that again thank you for the time to uh, put this together I love uh, this senior podcast and hopefully we will continue to uh, give you valuable and important information. Thank you.